Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the next instalment of the DNA podcast. Mm, should have checked how many were on now. I was meant to do that before I started this, having a Scooby, to be honest with you. Not that that matters. Anyway, the last podcast went down fabulous with you all, with Christopher Bones, and coming up in this one is Mark Bartlett, who, in the match scene, is... Well, I suppose you'd have to call him a legend. Not that I'd tell him that, to be honest with you. But yeah, you'll see me, um, or hear me, should I say, punishing the death out of Bartlett coming up on this podcast, which is around about two hours long, I think I punished him for. And yeah, it should hopefully be a great listen for you all. What have I been up to? Well, not only have I obviously been out doing a few podcasts with some of the lads, but yeah, the winter series, so that has taken over my life at the moment, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. The start of the winter series didn't go down too well, to be honest. First two trips that we did when we went out were blank trips, unfortunately. And um, yeah, it's always one of them debatable things on whether you put together a video that's got no fish on it it's a fishing video isn't it you know you're gonna want to see fish but at the same time we're mad enough to get out there and film you know obviously the winter series like we have done for the past five years now and a majority of which have pulled off I think we've had you know you can count on one hand the amount of blanks that we've actually had whilst being out on shoots which is which is bloody good going, to be honest with you, considering some of the conditions we've been out in have been horrendous. More so the very first one that we aired over at Limbrook, which I ended up filming myself, only because, due to the fact that we had a couple of blanks, um, I didn't actually want to be in the winter series this year, to be honest, because I wanted to you know, focus on just myself filming the show and not thinking about the fishing, thinking about the film, the camera work, the edit, you know, and all that, you know, all the dramas of of everything like that, to be honest. So, yeah, I sort of said to myself, I'm not going to do it this year. You know, I'm going to film the other lads doing it. And unfortunately, due to them first two blanks, I couldn't find someone um, to do the first shoot with, to be honest. So it was a bit of an off-the-cuff thing. So myself and Perry Alabaster ended up going to Limbrook, which was, yeah, a, a, a mega, mega session. It's quite nice to go back to Ringwood, to be honest. It's a place I grew up fishing. You know, it's where I really cut my teeth as a young child in Ringwood, fishing sort of Northfield and all the sort of club waters around there. Me and my mate Purse, we spent six, like one of the six weeks holidays on Northfield. We just didn't leave, you know. We were there just bank tramping it out for six weeks, you know, as school kit. And it was amazing, you know, amazing, amazing times. One, one of the memories I always remember whilst fishing over at Northfield was you only had a 10-minute baiting opportunity. And by that, I mean there was the seagulls were relentless. And 
I'm sure this was before spots, to be honest with you. You know, before people were bang on the spots anyway. It was all about the throwing stick back then. The seagulls bloody well knew it. And there was a school nearby, Northfield, and after break time, after the kids would finish break, you could hear them out at break. As soon as they'd finish, all the seagulls would leave the lake and go over there to, you know, get all the pickings from what the little kids had dropped, you know, the crisp packets and what, and this, that and the other, all their food and this, that and the other. And, uh, yeah... That give you a 10-minute opportunity and you'd, you'd go like it at mad. You know, me and my mate had been there that long that we'd worked out the seagull pattern. Unbelievable, I know. But, yeah, I've got some great memories, great memories over at Ringwood. So it's nice to go back and not only all fish Limbrook as well. Fantastic venue. I've never actually fished Limbrook before. It's quite a new sort of fish. It's been open for about four or five years. Paul, the owner over there, absolute legend. If ever you do go, he's a proper sound lad. And, um, yeah, trying to make something of it. And, yeah, fair play to him. He's he's put a lot of work into that place. I believe he actually sold his house. And I think he had a business as well, which, he, you know, he's put every penny that he's possibly got. I think he's even moved back in with his mum and dad just so that he can, um, you know, focus solely on the fishery and hopefully, you know, it'll pay off for itself, which, you know, the route that he's going down over there, I'm sure it will, to be honest with you. And there's some fantastic fishing to be had over there. So well worth a trip. If ever, you know, you and the missus are planning a beach day down in Bournemouth or whatever, or a weekend down at Bournemouth Way, you know, Ringwood's not too far away, so well worth a trip over there. So, yeah, that, that was nice and successful. Um, uh, hopefully a lot of you have watched that. It's on our DNA Bates YouTube channel. And, yeah, it's had some great viewing figures, um, especially not only that one, but as well as the second one over at Farlow's, which are shot with the Bartman and Chris Bones. We shot that just before Christmas. And we've not really had a winter, have we? I mean, the Limbrook one was relentless because it just rained and rained and rained. And it was trying to film when it's raining and keeping the cameras from steaming up. And one minute it's, the sun's out, then it's not, then it is. Oh, it's just a nightmare. And then on the opposite scale over at Farlow's, the wind was just savage. And again, you know, you, you get audio issues. And not only that, over at Farlow's, you've got the motorway right next to the lake and that you know that's a bit of a bloody nightmare trying to sort that out in some of the editing suites some of you editors out there will know that you can obviously use that noise removal thing but if you've got too much noise in the background then you end up just making the person sound like a bit of a robot sort of thing so yeah using that noise removal just ain't the one and uh yeah you just got to put up with them things i suppose just one of them things but the one that shoot over at Farlow's with Barlet, absolutely mega, mega trip that was. I can't remember how many fish he ended up with. Eight, I believe it was. And and caught some of the beautiful fish that Farlow's is famous for as well. Absolutely magical the fish are that are in there. And again, the viewing figures have been amazing. And thank you, everyone, for all your lovely comments. And, and obviously, you know, um, the... <laughs> The barbless rule thing over there. Now, Bart, bless him, he, he's fished Farlow's a couple of times, but it tends to be in finals for BCAC. And reason him thinking about it being barbless was because he had been checked in the BCAC. Bart was obviously doing something else, and Kev had to reel in one of the rods for them to check 
the barb to to actually check that he had a barb on and of course Bartlett's taking it as he's had a rig check to make sure that he's fishing with barbless sort of thing so so one of them things he's a mistake to make I suppose and uh, yeah we apologize for obviously getting that wrong on the video but you know that set aside yeah what fantastic trip and you know a fantastic film that we got to produce from that trip as well so if you haven't again seen that again that's on our YouTube channel, well worth a watch as well. And as I'm sat here now, I'm actually having a break from editing the next one, which is going to be uh, Acorn Fishery, which is Bart's place, which we'll obviously mention in the interview coming up. And yeah, I'm just having a break from this. We've got a lovely sort of cinematic sort of start to this video, which is pretty cool. And and yeah, just the it's better. I've shot it the way that I wanted to shoot these winter series, really. To for them to have that real sort of cold and cinematic feel to 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 winter series five, I suppose. And um and yeah, so that's pretty much what my life has been about for since we last spoke, sort of thing on the podcast. It's all been about, you know, thinking about the winter series and um, the next shoots. We've got some fantastic shoots coming up as well. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag of where we're going to be going for the next few shoots. But, um, but yeah, I'm, fingers crossed they go as well as all the others have at the moment. Well, without further ado, my tea is now getting cold that I made just before I started this recording. Going to get the Bartman in and, yeah... I hope you all enjoy me punishing the death out of him about all his match fishing and hopefully you might get a thing or two about obviously Bart's side of the match scene and how he goes about bloody winning everything. So welcome to the podcast, Mark Bartlett. Mm, highly. Hi, Mark. You <laughs> <laughs> lizard. Oh, dear. <laughs> God, how many years have I known you for? Now, how many years have you annoyed my life? Well, there, there's that, but but how many years have I annoyed you for? Then, if you're going to put it in that perspective, twenty. God, has it been that long? And when did we go to spa shop? When we left school, sixteen. Uh, so about nineteen years. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah. Jesus, no wonder I'm grey. Yeah, I could have got out for murder before. Then. <laughs> you could have, yeah. <laughs> Mate, that was a good time, wasn't it? Sparshall College, mate, got many fond memories being there. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, just as we were setting setting all this gear up, we were just saying, like, isn't it weird how it's, like, not, like, gone full, full circle, but mm. we've, like, you know, we're sat here now, fishing away, doing this winter series. Yeah. And... In a freezing cold cabin, may I ask. Oh, yeah, well, so, like, yeah. <laughs> Since we left Farlow's, it's been like 12, 13 degrees, the lowest pressure for ages, nice southwesterly winds, bit of drizzle, overcast, yeah. overcast, everyone just clubbing a few pigs everywhere, and it's now absolutely freezing with an air pressure of... 1,048. Yeah, <laughs> like the highest pressure, highest pressure like known to man. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, we're sat here, but I mean, like, we've managed a couple, but I mean, yeah, like, my point is, is like, yeah, this place, like where we're sat here now, we're fishing my place, and it's it's just purely out of coincidence. Now we're doing this podcast talking about like how we know each other mm. and everything like that, and it's kind of like you know, it didn't quite just start here, but this place, like my fishery, Acorn Fishery, was developed off the back of like 
like my love for fishing and me going to spa show because yeah. basically I didn't want to do anything else other than anything to do with a fish or fishing, mm. blah, blah, blah. And that's where we met. And, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so, weird. Would you have changed it all now Now knowing what you know now? No, nah, would I have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go and sit in some office somewhere doing something stupid like that. I know. It's weird back then at Spa Show, wasn't it, when we first got there? You just It, it didn't matter what you did because a lot of it was slave labour, wasn't it? Uh, we were free manual labour. Yeah, mate. Any fish farmer, gamekeeper, <laughs> whatever it was, we were... Yeah, from the neck down, a pair of hands. Yeah, wasn't it just... It was our graph, but it was great, though, wasn't it? it like, although, like, a lot of it was slave labour, for which some of the spa shell people might be listening to this thinking, no, it wasn't, <laughs> but it was. We were educating but, you. Yeah. yeah. Educating us on the But we were lucky. When we were at spa shell, we had Simon Scott as our lecturer, and, like, it, it was amazing, wasn't it? Uh, the, the things that he knew and... He had that house, didn't he? Do you remember? Because like, we boarded at college, didn't we? So yeah, we yeah. stayed there. We were there 24-7, you know. And um, he, at the time, was... He might kill me for telling him, uh, telling all his secrets on this podcast, but he was fishing Raysbury 1 at the time when it was yeah, still, yeah. like, really sort of underground as such, wasn't it? And you would look over at his house and you'd see like the slit. Do you remember the um, the sacks hanging out of yeah. his window and all that where he'd been drying his sacks out over the weekend and stuff like that? And you'd think, oh, I wonder what he's called. Caught much, sir? Yeah, no, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as secretive as Simon was. It, it was really secretive. But then he'd give you them little, them tiny little like, insights into his angling do you remember when he yeah. took us up raisbury well we stocked the scotty's fish do you remember that when we went up there and we had them nine fish i can't remember it was years ago wasn't it i mean there was i remember i think i remember didn't we feed him in the nazi in the aquatic center yeah right, yeah, but where, you, yeah you had no name in there paul print was in there we all took him up there there was nine of us that went up there with simon we put him in there and then he took us to the tree where he'd first caught mary and told us about it where he was up the tree and that he counted out 20 bits of sweet corn For, not, uh, i can't remember you not remember that oh. god bart you are old i, no, I was like the black sheep wasn't i because everyone at college was like keep it intelligent really <laughs> yeah. I remember you remember like oh, when we were sat there in, in the evening and every lad that loved fishing that went to spa shot I mean in the end they got boring didn't they like, these lads would sit in their boarding <laughs> and they've developed this rig and no word of a lie they were going to empty the car park in less than a yeah, week yeah. in a week they mm. were going to catch every single fish in there on this wonder rig that they'd sat there I mean, going back now, it's probably looked like your nan's ball of knitting left in the corner of the yeah, living room. Painful. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I was like the black sheep. There I was, was some proper. We had then. some proper heroes in our class. Didn't we? <laughs> oh my god, mate! Some of the stories which we probably could tell on this podcast, but I think a lot of people would frown at a lot of the yeah. things that got you know that went up to on on that course. Man, they were good. It was good times, wasn't it? It was harmless fun, like not. If that was done in like this day and age, you'd be arrested. Oh, yeah. Still in prison now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mate, you'd still be identifying what gender you are. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. But not make many fond memories being at college, which, which oh man, 
I'm looking at I'm thinking of them all now wondering whether yeah, I can so tell, tell some of these stories on this podcast we probably should move if, on but if anyone wants to know and you'd have to colour us on the bank yeah yeah so. that's probably the best bet yeah rather than uh, laying yeah. down all of our hidden secrets <laughs> on uh, on a podcast that's there forever yeah it's probably best to be kept um, kept elsewhere yeah. on the bank where nothing's <laughs> being recorded but but at the same time like I say you know having Simon as um as a bit of a mentor for all of us but not only that we had dave ball on our course yeah. as well didn't we who was fishing yeah he the, generally emptied the car park yeah he generally <laughs> did empty the car park i remember one morning dave ball turning up to class late because he had caught the dustbin do you remember that yeah, yeah i remember that yeah, yeah. and like Sai was Sai was like right you know and in all your coursework this that the other dave i'm not expecting your coursework due to you luckily catching the dustbin <laughs> this morning and like dave was like the most secretive person on the course and yeah he's like sat in the background wasn't he like he was always sat in the background and never really said much did he Dave and he was always up to something or other in his own angle it had had as many great stories as what Simon did and Simon would just let out them odd little like clangers that would just like drop in the group where Dave would then get punished for the rest of the course it was good though wasn't it it was good like like, boarding there was the best thing ever, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, it was quality, wasn't it? You just had so many different people yeah. that were just all, you know, just loving life, weren't they? Everyone was just doing, basically, they didn't want to go and get, like, not I wouldn't say, like, go and get a proper job or anything, because we were there to be, like, learn something, but it's like learning something that you love. There's, like, yeah, a massive difference. Yeah. Like, you're not, you know, it's not like going to, like, English lesson. Or yeah, no, where no one wants. I never went when we're speaking. <laughs> I'm uh, the same, mate. Don't <laughs> worry, we're in the same boat, but but no, ah, oh, mate, many many fond memories and some crazy moments. You know, from like you say, lots of walks of life at college, weren't there? Yeah, but like when you think about it, like you know, that we had our like our year, and then a couple of years like either way, like after us and before us, like all those people are still, they're still within the industry. Like, mm. look at Richie Seeds, wasn't he? He was the, he was yeah. the year above us. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's running his own lanes. Yeah. Like, he's got Carpathia. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so, like, you know, what good times. Like, you know, we've made some, we've made some, like, really good friendships from that place. Yeah. Um, certainly our own. Like, you know, as much as... I know, because, well, we never knew each other whatsoever before we started college. And we had rooms... Well, they were sort of next to one another, weren't they? I uh, we we had Ash from Ringwood Tackle splitted us to yeah, yeah, we? So you had me, me, yeah, Ash from Ringwood Tackle, and then uh, and then yourself. And I remember Ash being like obsessed by basil. There was it, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? He had like a basil shrine yeah. up in his room. Candles, a little prayer. <laughs> 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 yeah. And yet he's in the industry, he, you know, he obviously, he's been at Ringwood Tackle since he left college, I think. He's been there yeah, for man. ages. That's mad how it goes. But then, like, you know, yeah, it's just it's just quality, just good times all around. Like, you know, Simon's still doing what he loves with Viv, like, obviously, yeah. you know, down at the farm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just nice 
peachy. Like, you know, we got this place now where we're fishing now and mm. that's all good. Like, well, nothing. I mean, this place sort of spurred on from us. So we finished our course, which we learned absolutely bugger all on. At mm -hmm. Do you reckon you learned anything at college? I was just there for the crack, to be honest <laughs> with you. It was just a good laugh, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just like, oh, no, I definitely learned definitely learned a bit. Um, you well, know. you're going to take a few things on, but I don't... But we never stayed in done a higher course, did we? We done no. You know, we done just the, the first first year or yeah, so. Yeah, indeed, wasn't it? Yeah, and you know, and then and then you, I remember like well, once the course had finished, you said to me, "I'm a dad's building a fishery. Do you want to come and live yeah. with us and build a fishery up in Bristol for the next couple of years?" And I was just like, "Well, yeah, I've got no responsibilities. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm coming, mate." <laughs> and then ended up living with you for for the next couple of years, which again, so yeah, that was two years, wasn't it? You lived with me. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple yeah. of years. Well, we turned up here and it was just a plain field with a tree in the middle, and your old man was like. Right, that tree's got to stay here because of some rural rituals that used to happen on that tree or whatnot. So we've got to build an island there. That's your digger. That's my digger. This is <laughs> Let's, go. Let's go. And it's yeah. like, what? Remember, we started digging the lake at midnight when we had the planning permission, mm. which was well, I remember 2000. You, yeah, two, and your yeah. dad had stayed in the digger for 72 hours, didn't he? Didn't he get piles? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he did get part. He, he he ended up with piles. He weren't well because he just didn't get out the digger. Your mum used to come over and just three. give it feed him whilst he was in the digger. And three weeks straight, we done. Yeah, the, like the floodlights out. It was just, full on, wasn't it? Oh like, yeah, it was proper the full on. Were an absolute barney. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. So we got the yeah got the lake dug. Um. Because it is a lot like setting the scene for the listeners as such. It's quite a small sort of intimate village Yatton, isn't it? But well, like everyone, yeah, yeah. it and seems like everyone sort of knows everyone here, doesn't it? Yeah, but like it's getting bigger now, but like back when we dug it, mm. it was, yeah, like... Very small. Yeah, so like the old man knew everyone, he was in the fire service and, you know, local like, like fire service and that, so he, he just knew everyone. Um, but yeah, we got, yeah, got the lake dug and like we never lived on site, no one lived on site, so it was just literally, it started off as though it was going to be a lake mm. in a field mm. but like back then you never you know you never had the uh, colossal amount of a-holes that are about nowadays so like no. you just had farm gates on the field yeah um i mean if you had it now like i think they'd they'd probably nick the grass if it was left like that do you know what i mean yeah but yeah. like yeah back then it was just two farm gates on a field a lake with just normal like normal swims there was a clubhouse here but obviously that was um, brutal building that wasn't it yeah that clubhouse I remember that was painful mate that was pain not only for me falling off the roof but then your old man go on so like anyone that like know me like obviously a fisher of kev you it and where like me and kev grew up together as well and he lived just down the down the road from me along with like mother mates like dean goodwill rob fall um and all of them and we got put on this roof to it was snowing Basically, the long and short of it, it was freezing cold. It was snowing. It was like March. Like we started digging it in the in the January, and by the time we come to build the um, build the clubhouse, it was March. It was tanking Pretty it down sure, with snow, yeah. and my dad's turf me, Mozza, and Kev up on the roof to tile this roof. And he's taking the ladder away. He's like, <laughs> we ain't coming down to the tiles on. And I, I reckon we were blue, mate. That was not we? nice. 
that was not nice and then he made and then I think like once the roof and all that was on he's like oh the gable end needs painting this that so I got <laughs> up on that and then I fell off the ladder full height luckily there was a window open that broke my fall <laughs> halfway down health and safety in the Bartlett's family just doesn't come into it does it I mean some of the stories man again which we can't probably say on a recording oh, podcast I mean, like your dad's debt collector, Gorilla. He, <laughs> some of the story. Do you remember it? Is he still about? Don't know. Is he in prison easy. forever or what? <laughs> Probably. He was a brutal man, mm-hmm. wasn't he? But, I mean, some of like just all of it, just our upbringing, like around the fishery, fishing, just everything. Just and isn't it weird how close like, our circle of friends mm. is, and they're not like. You know, we've got to know each other at, at such. Yeah, yeah. We've got a little beat for you there. Mm. Yeah, we've got to know each other at such a young age, and like, it's just been quality. Like the friendship's always been there. It's yeah. always been like true. Um, and yeah, just good times. Yeah, very good times, good times definitely. It has been I'm good. Just thinking of all the mad things we used I to know. do. Now. I remember you when we used to swing around on the digger, and like let go of the bucket. Mate, like going to the lake or that that was nothing compared to that the one time do you remember that beaten up um fiesta that was on here <laughs> i'll never forget this so i'm i'm sat away planting trees around a freshly dug clay lake and we'd built this track around the lake so that your mum could come and give us teas and we had this like bent broken rover and this little fiesta and you come caning it round on the fiesta completely lost control of it it flipped rolled 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 and landed upside down in the sort of makeshift stock pond and i thought (laughs) bart's dead i thought that was like i was petrified i couldn't believe it i was like oh my god he's dead he's dead i was shaking it was an old it was an old it was a mark ii astra Oh, was it? Right, right. Uh, And I thought, that's it. Uh, He's a goner. So I've looked at your dad, who sat in the digger, and he's pissing himself, laughing that hard. I thought he was going to break a rib. And I'm like, he's... he's And then you come submerged out of this car that's upside down in a stock pond, laughing harder than your dad was. And I'm just like, uh, uh, this was this was only like four weeks into living with you, crazy lot. And I was just thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get hammered here by this lot because it was like a totally different walk of life to what I was used to. You guys like being the way that um, the Bartlett's are. It would be the best TV program if you could film the Bartlett's life. You're all just absolutely off the wall. You feel the rattles. But <laughs> but just the most lovable people ever. It's brilliant. Something's always going on within the Bartlett family. I think that's what most people love about you guys all the time and, and, and how much of a close-knit family you are up here. You're all absolute grafters, isn't you? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> so hence your 70-year-old yeah, hands. Harley's video, so got... <laughs> 70 year old I mean yeah we've had to put the work in like we weren't you know we've never been blessed with like a lot of you know a lot of money or nothing so um, basically I mean 
you've all worked for it mate i've yeah, never yeah, yeah. seen like, we've sacrificed a lot and, yeah. we, and we've worked hard like you know we 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 borrowed like obviously we built the fishery but we borrowed a lot of money to mm. build the fishery and mm. we've never really you know we've never never had millions of pounds sat in the bank or anything like that but you know and that's more of like a credit to my dad really like he's probably he is like, and my mum like, yeah. yeah I was going to say yeah, your yeah. mum as well I mean your mum's like she is. a graft <laughs> she's a beast <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not bi- a beast not a beast no. she is like yeah, it's like the hardest it's, it's working woman like how, in the world. How so, how a human being can work that hard? Yeah, but and, it's weird. It's like my mum and dad are like they're just a single unit. Yeah, like, there's no like mm. that's it. That's the only way you can describe them. Like, yeah, definitely. You know? And yeah, as a family, like I say, like we have had to like, we've had to graft our nuts off like at the fishery, and you know it's all good now. Like so, like now we got. You know, we've got nice big, nice big premises. We've got the two lakes. We've got, you know, the yeah. I mean, the, the expansion we got from this place, from what from what we dug, you know, back in the day. I mean, so that would have been seventeen years ago. We've known each other twenty years. So seventeen years ago, once I left yeah, here, it's 20, it's twenty years. Yeah, no, like since the fishery was oh, built. Since you left. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since since I left. Um, which we got a few more stories about. Obviously, the like stocking of this place was amazing. Uh, the start, like the first lot of fit. I'll never forget one of the stockings here um, was in a newspaper article that your dad had found. I remember sitting sitting in your dad's lounge. We had had a like tough day down at the fishery, like planting loads of trees, and your dad had found this little newspaper article of someone advertising two fully scaled mirrors that were in someone's garden pond and because they were leaving the house it was their pets they said that they were selling them for like i think it was like a hundred pound a fish and that they'd estimated them at being sort of between eight and ten pound and i'll never forget it we turned up there and this pond must have been six foot by three foot wide it was tiny you could put a land in there and there was two 20 pound fully scaled mirrors swimming around in this pond and like your dad's little eyes have lit up he's looking at me saying don't you dare say a thing we've like got both of these fish in one scoop of a landing net and they're like, oh, you know, that one's called Barry, that one's called Jeffrey, and, you know, been in the family for years and all that. And I just thought, wow, this is amazing, you know. And, you know, back then, you know, that that, that was the way it was done, wasn't it? You know, we were we were sort of getting fish. I mean, I don't... I don't know where I can't remember the main stocking of fish or where we had, where we had actually got the main from. stocking. We got fifty fish from up in Norfolk somewhere, uh, some bloke that my dad knew from somewhere. Mm. Um, I think it was because basically, so when I used to fish the British Championships, right, I used to fish the British Championships, and um, we got to know a bloke from up that way. So we used to fish. I always used to try and qualify at a place called Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, um, and. And yeah, so like that, you know, um, we met a bloke through that, and he had some fish, and that's the that's the fish that we originally stocked the lake with, um, and yeah, so like the, the original stocking was like just fifty fish, other than a few fish that we chucked in out the pond, a couple that we picked up from here and there. Mm. Um, that's what you know. That's what we stocked the original stocking with, yeah. Um, and yeah, just went on 
on from there. Right. With that, um, didn't a lot of fish get stolen once? No, no, we had. What we think we think some... we had one. We bought a couple of big thirty pounders, mm. um, which were huge for back when we bought. Yeah, them. yeah. But like I say, we just literally it was just farm gates on the field. Yeah, yeah. Like, whether we put them in, and like you know, you speak to a lot of a lot of fish dealers now. They don't they don't recommend like stocking fish that you know from here there and, and everywhere yeah and, back then and back was, then those yeah. fish wouldn't be like your they wouldn't be your fish that sort of c7 c8 yeah like that no. sort of thing that like these mm. fish were probably like 20 year old mm. you know, back then mm. so whether they just didn't take to be moved or whether they got like you know because basically the only reason why we knew they weren't in the lake was um, because we've got access to drain it down. Mm. Yeah, because I remember turning up. I turned up once, a bit out of the blue. I think I was travelling somewhere, and I thought I'd pop in. The lake was empty, and then you'd said to me, "Like we've lost these thirty pounders. They just disappeared." Yeah, I think they just turned over. Like in you know, in looking in back in hindsight, but of course, back then we weren't security. Massively, you know, yeah, not, not, like the, the security weren't yeah. great, and we weren't massively knowledgeable on it because. At the end of the day, this whole fishery, along with every other fishery, is it's like it's a, it's you know some people it's just a dream you mm. know like you every angler I don't know why because it is work seven days a week twenty four hours a day yeah, yeah. but um, you know every angler's dream is to to have their house on the fishery yeah sort of you know walk the dog around their own lake every day watch the carp boshing in the mist mm. like all of that I'm like I can be. It could be anything. Yeah, but from the truth. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, and then you see like people buying these lakes is like to take it easier, sell their business and buy a lake mm. to chill out later mm. in life. Oh, yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean Why is that? Like for for people that are sat that might be listening to this thinking, well, that is the dream that I'm portraying here. Get a lake, put fish in it, buy it build a house you know and uh, sit back and and reap the rewards what yeah, what's no, made it what what's i mean having livestock is always going to be going to be hardship you know you're always going to be worried on that sense of things but what what's the things that have been the most stressful for you guys owning your own fishery do you think no it's i mean like i say it in jest it is it's great you know it's great to have your own Lake and it is it is everything you think it is and it's just how it's all it, what it all boils down to is it all boils down to circumstances mm. you know if you've got i don't know x amount of million pounds sat in a bank and you want a nice house a pond you know or a lake with whatever size with 10 fish or a thousand fish or whatever you want in there and you can employ a groundsman and you can do this that and the other yeah. then like happy days you know, sweet, like you will, like it'll, it will be everything that you want it to be. If, if you want to make it like a commercial business and sort of have it as a, you know, you'll make like a viable income, it's, it's hard work. Um, and, but you know, hey, that's, that's just life. That's just part of it. So it's whatever you want to make it and however you want to sort of like develop it. Um, and you can do that. Like, you know, we could do that with it. We could shut, some of the pegs we could you know just get rid of all the you know get rid of the little the little cabins that we got yeah get rid of get, as, know, it, as it as this place was this place always built for it to be a viable business for the family was it was that was that the sole intention because your dad sort of at the time had quite a good business 
anyway, didn't he? Is that right? Well, he sort of had the demolition side of work. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like so that. he used to be a demolition contractor. Mm. And like I say, this is it started off just like oh, I love fishing. Dad loved fishing. I will build a lake. Yeah. Like yeah, that's that's cool. So let's, it wasn't build a lake. This it wasn't week. built to make money at the time, was it? Or no, not really. It was sort of. Yeah, just we just wanted a lake, so mm. we built a lake, and then it was like, well, it's kind of like for the effort that's gone into building it. The, you know, like I say, we didn't have like you know we had like my dad always looked at like my dad always looked after us, and we always had you know food on the table, so to speak. But like we never had like millions of pounds in the bank. Mm. Mm. Um, so it was then it was well, we kind of got to make it draw some money in. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it'd be fishing lake and where people can come and like you know day ticket and. This, that, and the other, and then now it's just it's a busy little lake now. Mm. Um, like when you drove in this morning, like we got the other lake over the, yeah, in the, the other, paddock. Yeah. yeah, so well, let's go back to so when when I come down, you drain down and everything. So, what what happened from that point on when you realized you'd lost a couple of your big ones from here, which would have been about 10 years ago, is that right? No, longer than that, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, longer than that. So, um yeah, from that point on, then it was obviously a case that we had to, you know, we had to step up the security, be a bit more like on the premises all the time, mm. and everything like that. So uh, the clubhouse was already up, um, and we did just what you could do back then. So basically, like you know, my uncle split up his misses, so like he had a little cabin down here to keep an eye on the place. Yeah. Um, along along with a couple of other lads, um, but a couple of like ex-military lads that love fishing so they come down and they like you know because my uncle like fell in love again and he, he he scooted off so we had another bloke take his place and that's just how it rolled like so we had like on you know someone on site all the time right um and then it comes to a point where we put a like mobile home in and my mum and dad decided they were going to come live down there uh and was that always a dream for them to live on site and all that? Because I mean, now you know, looking across from, they got a fabulous house here. Was that was that always a dream? Was it to have a, a lovely looking home like the one they've got now? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't think it was back then. Back then, no. like, like I say, it was just like, yeah, we'll get a lake, and yeah, now like I say, it's everything that it is now is yeah. a bit of water, and it's you know, we've managed to only in the last couple of years we've managed to build a nice. A really nice big house for my mum and dad to, um, you know, to sort of live in, um, and and yeah, like fair play to them. They've you know they've learnt all that. Uh, I live literally two minutes down the road, mm. um, but like we. And you're you're back in the house we used to live in, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like yeah. my my mum and dad's old house, I got a mortgage and bought them that off of them, um, so they could use that money. To build this so, place up here, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the time, at the time, like I say, like we had, uh, we had a bit of money borrowed on one field, um, and that was on a like a lease, a lease and a lease and purchase type thing, um, and they had to raise the money to pay for the rest of the field. So like some of that money went to that, and then right, you know, because that was a long time ago. Whereas we've only only just recently built the house. Um, but yeah, so no, it's all just like a big hub for the whole family, really. Mm. Um, I got, you know, which yeah. you can almost feel the minute you walk through the gate uh, or drive through the gates here straight away. 
you can tell that this is a very family-run business, definitely. I mean, you've got, you know, obviously um, many people on site now, you know, can, can, compared to when I was last year, last here, which was a long, long time ago. Yeah. The amount it's changed is unbelievable. Not only having, obviously, the cabins with lights and, you know, the, the, the comforts that you don't normally get on most fisheries, to obviously having the paddock, you've got the match fishery there now, you're on about expanding the business even, well, you're on about uh, building another house here for yourself, is that right? Is it? Is well, we're going to look at, uh, we're looking at converting a, just booting the drink over. Um, yeah, no, we're looking at a few other options, probably going to look at um, extending some of the, like the cabins, just, just, just a bit of a revamp really, like some of the cabins are old, um, so like, well, moving things forward, basically, like uh, the the beginning of the year, I wanted to take and sort like sort of have a bit of a revamp on the fishery, basically. So like fast forward into sort of like this year, we've we've drained down, we've taken all the fish out, we've desilted the fishery, we've um, we've counted the fish back in and the fish that we want back in, um, and we we've had to do all that like before we could do other stuff there's pointless like manicuring all the banks converting some of the cabins to like nicer cabins mm. and landscaping it all a little bit um all a little bit different and like the likes of like uh auto fencing and yeah. everything else so we've had to like do a job before we wanted to do the job that we wanted to do yeah, yeah. um so yes yeah, so we've desilted there was a colossal amount of silt and that's had to go in one of our other lakes which is our third lake we've had to put that in there for for the summer just so we can deal with it because obviously like silt's quite hard to deal with and it all depends on how you can move it and how far you've got to move it um so yes yeah, so we were shut for seven weeks this year uh, well i say this year like last yeah, year 20, yeah, yeah. the spring of 2019 um uh yeah so we sorted all the fish out we've had a bit of a restock um and i've shown you earlier the pictures of the new fish um mm -hmm. i've been introducing recently and you know they're, they're, they're to die for they're absolutely lovely carp um they are they are magnificent creatures. They are absolutely beautiful. So stock-wise that you've got in here, I mean, some of them them fish that you put in a month or two, no, two three months ago. No, I put a couple. Yeah, a couple in uh, a couple of months ago, and then I put some in last spring as well. And um, that was actually before we done the work. Um, so uh, yeah, but no, they're really really nice fish. Um, you know. I mean, there's a lot of fish, you know, a lot of fish dealers or fish breeders, whatever you want mm. to call them, that make amazing carp. Like if you had, if you had an, an unlimited pot, you would have, you could easily have a dozen fish off of every fish breeder every year. But yeah. like, we're not, well, I'm not in that luxury, you know. So, um, yeah, I've got to just pick the ones that I really like. And I'm not, I don't want to go like mixing it up too much either. So like, I've got some from somewhere and I don't really want to like, you know, when you're dealing with livestock, especially fish with like bacteria and all of that sort of mm. thing, if you go turfing fishing from here, there and everywhere, yeah, it can... Nine times out of ten you're going to end up with problems. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, they're, like carp are hard and they'll take, you know, they're tolerant to a lot of things, but yet they can be so susceptible to yeah. a virus or yeah. bacteria change mm. in the water or something like that, so... Well, it's just like keeping carp in a tank, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you could keep them in absolute pea green, disgusting water in your tank, and they'll live happily ever after. But you, you want your water gin clear so you can see them feeding. This they just keel yeah. over. Yeah, on yeah, you. just turn over, get like fungal infection, bacteria, yeah. all, all of that, and flukes or whatever. And is that things that you think that you've learned through having your fishery over time that you think you know? Have you got to a point now where you think? this is how we want to do it and this is the right way of doing it by i.e. sort of using that one fish breeder and making sure that you've only got you know um a certain stock coming into your lake each year yeah i think you know i think running a fishery is kind of like learning to drive they say you learn to drive the day you pass your test yeah and like that's kind of like i'd say that's kind of true with a lake really but i mean i'm not i'm not i probably will stop some fish from other you know from other places in here at some point um, but I'm just treading carefully. I'm a great, like, great believer in that if they're not stressed out, they've got the right amount of oxygen, you know, you keep a good wind on the water all the time, you haven't got copious amounts of silt in there, they've got a bit of space and some food, then <clears throat> if you can make them happy, then I think they'll be happy and they don't... Right. You know, a lot of these problems, they get... I think they get caused from, from stress and obviously stress can be from... When you've got low oxygen, low yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So hence the uh, immense pumps that you now. Uh, these must be some of the state-of-the-art pumps that any fishery has ever had on a place. There's no other fisheries in this country with pumps like you guys have got. Surely not. No, I mean, like you know, we the pumps that we set up, we got so we got like aeration systems in place after doing the drain down. We've put all that in place now, so like. If yeah. ever you get into yeah, trouble, we, you we can just completely can prevent get out something of it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, if there's it all of you don't know with the climate nowadays, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, at the end of the day, we're not a 30 foot deep, 20 acre gravel pit or anything like that. Mm. So, you know, it is six foot deep. It's a, a relatively, you know, four and a half acres or whatever it is, um, clay lake. So it's, it's easier to have it in place. And flick a switch, yeah. Then it is to be sat with your hands on your head, watching your pride and joy gulping for its last breath mm. in the edge, mm. you know, because you've had six weeks of 36 degree heat, yeah, 36 yeah. degree heat, and you've practically cooked to death, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, <clears throat> it's just, it's yeah, it's just easy putting things in place, that, yeah. Mate, that got, you're ready for everything now, yeah. We got the knowledge and it's in place, and like I say, but it's it's all. It's all to do, like, we've got, like, a little bit of an end goal, which will be, you know, which is a couple of years down the road. I, like, I've got a three-year plan, basically, for the fishery. Um, obviously, this year just gone was a bit of a write-off because we've done all the works. I knew the fish weren't going to grow mm. um, as well as they were because, obviously, they've been up in a, you know, in a holding pond. They've put back in the lake and they spawned really hard. So they've had a, you know, they've had a tough year. Mm. Um you know they're, they're starting to bounce back now I mean you've seen some of the fish that we've caught today yeah and they're corking aren't they they're lovely, they're lovely fish yeah really um and yeah so it's just it's just all going in the right direction and like um hopefully hopefully one day we'll have some really big fish mm. um you know we've got big fish now but I mean like really really big fish yeah but, yeah but yeah I've had to mix things up with a few new fish to do that um and yeah, I'm, I'm happy. It's all going in the right direction. Mm. So, so, so what's the best place? So, if someone wanted to come and fish here, what's the best best way? Just turn up or what? You know. No, we we get busy. So, if anyone's interested in fishing on the fishery, <coughs> um, 
either go through the Facebook page, uh, have a look at the website. You Which can, is Acorn Carp yeah. Fishery. Acorn Carp Fishery, uh, or on Facebook it's just Acorn Fishery. Um, but yeah, you can you know you can check everything else, everything out on Facebook. We've got the Instagram account, all of that. Um, so yeah, just check it out. I always got stuff on my own profile about this place and this that and the other. Um, and yeah, you can book up. It's advisable that you book. It's a friendly place. You can bring your missus, your kids, whatever you want to do. Um, and yeah, it's in a, a great little location. There's if you want to come down for the week or a long weekend or whatever you want to do. There's um, Western Supermares five minutes one way. There's a beach five minutes the other way. So there's loads of stuff to do locally. Um, or if you want to get away from the missus and the kids, come on your own and just enjoy fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly so, that. You know. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a wicked little place. Right. So then, your own angling. Mm. <laughs> What's wrong then? Why did you get into fishing? Cause your, your dad's not really orientated to the fishing side, but it doesn't seem like it. Nah, he used to. He used to love it. Did he? Is that is that who got you into it then? Yeah, I think I just done his braining. Oh right. Yeah. So nah, like um, just I think most fishing, most people in fishing just go with your dad, don't you? Or your, yeah. Like someone that you know, your uncle, your granddad, whoever it may be. Mm. But nah, so. Yeah, that's where all that stem from. Did it? Now I'm... So where did the match side of things stem from? I reckon I reckon I know the answer to this. You and Kev being so bloody competitive. Because when, when, whenever we used to actually get the chance to go out and go fishing, other than digging your lake at the time, it was like, right, mini-match, here we go. Where was that place just up the road here? That we... You remember when we used to fish my garden pond? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later on. But what, what was that lake up the road here? The plantations. Plantation. Is that still yeah. going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I de it a few years ago. Really? Yeah, sorted it all Has that from. changed much since we were there? No, not really. And not it? Same, yeah. Oh, we should go back there. Me, you, yeah. and Kev, and have another little mini match. But whenever we used to go up there, it was like I never known anything like it. It was like a British Championship. Everything was weighed. Like you get a two ounce rope. Right? That's two ounces on the van. Like what is going on? I just want to catch a cut. No, weigh it. Everything's got to be weighed. And um, yeah, I've never seen such competitiveness between free anglers but well between you and Kev more than anything Kev was relentless I mean so basically the long and short of it is that in our DT class design technology at, at school mm. um, there was me Kev a lad called Vulture right uh, James Marlowe Will Martell like just just our class I mate we all fished Right. right, so we all fished, and like our whole half of our DT class made wooden seat boxes as our final piece, like for school. <laughs> our, me and Kevin. Is still, that where I the was, boss box got? Do you remember the boss yeah, boxes? Yeah, yeah. Is that where that yeah. got created? I mean, I still got my box up in my loft. What I boss made. box? No, the one I oh, made. Oh, well, the one you made. Yeah. Oh, we need to get a photo for that. It's, for this, oh, honestly, we'll put it on our DNA and it stuff. Out. It's got lift out drawers, got front drawers. No, and you still got strap. it. Yeah, that's have you? Ah, oh, yeah. send me a picture. Yeah, I'll get it out and um. Yeah, so like we used to do that anyway. Like our science teacher, Mr. Edwards, Mr. Martin, like they fished, 
Right. And like uh, even even in a recent years, like Mister Mister Martin, um, he come down. He used to come down when I used to fish the matches on Durley. Yeah. He used to come and sit behind me, like, and what he'd watch. Really? Yeah, yeah. Not only a couple of times, but um, a bit weird. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> your science teacher coming down yeah. to watch your fisher. I take it you got on with him then. Yeah, yeah, Sam. I hated yeah. my teachers. Yeah, at he school. was ginger, wasn't he? Legend. Ah, yeah, right. So little ginger clan yeah. going on. But um, no, yeah. So we um, we used to run school matches. Right. Like me, like, and yeah, it was just me, Kev, Marlow, Will, Vulture, just literally just having a tear up to. Right, and they were all at the plantations, so right. like just down the road for this, like less than a quarter of a mile from here, um, and we used to love it, absolutely, like just loved it. And like my other mate as well, Toby Parker, um, who you said like mentioned British Championships. Me and Toby Parker were like the first ever British Junior Champions together. Was that Toby with the glasses? Yeah, that's Toby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, basically... Is he still so, about? Is he still yeah, alive? Yeah, he's still about. So, like, <laughs> the, the tackle shop on the fishery is... That's his stepdad. Oh, oh, yeah, is Dan, it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Dan who came around earlier. That's, right. That's Toby's stepdad. Uh, Toby, um, yeah, so, like, he, he used to run a fishing shop in a garden centre down the road, mm. but they basically booted them out of the garden centre, so Dan decided to carry it on, and, and Toby, Toby moved on to a new job. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we used to run these school matches, and it was like, if you win, you're like, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. these matches were won with, like, £10 roach. <laughs> like if you call ten pound roach, you're like literally like a roach, isn't it? Yeah. So and like I always remember this one match, right? Kev got the right up. So we're fishing, and I've drawn in this little gay bay, and gay bay. You're allowed to say gay nowadays. Right? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. That could yeah. be overstepping yeah. the mark, right? So uh, yeah, I've drawn in this little dog turd bay, transgender bay. transgender bay, yeah, right, and. It's like on, there's a little point behind me. Anyway, the other side of this little grassy point is an island. And it's like El Paradis fish. And I'm sat here thinking, right, do I fish in the bay? And so I said to the, I said to the, I said like, I'm allowed to fish anywhere that I can cast to, can't I? And he said, yeah, yeah, as long as you're doing your own swim. I was like, right, sweet. So anyway, I've turned my rods around the other way and my peg, and I? So I've sat on my gravel peg, chucked across the grassy point next to the island. But I could just lift my rod over the reeds to get the fish back round. Oh, I could Yeah, I had thirty-two pound barbel <laughs> and tench. Right, well, yeah, because there used to be barbel in there. What is yeah. weird? I had, had barbel, tench, couple of small oh, carp. Oh, I emptied the joint. I remember I had thirty-two pound <laughs> ten ounces. Right, and I was fishing. I was fishing a method feeder with uh, cubes of lunch meat and I was dipping it in remember I always used to use that neat embuteric acid and it yeah, used to stink and vomit stuff. yeah not no, nice I clubbed it yeah, and uh, Vulture Vulture bummed out because he ripped his keep net pulling his keep net out which meant that Kev comes second with £8.6 <laughs> <Roach. laughs> yeah and uh, that was like they were the days and uh, yeah, it was just quality. I've never known so much competitiveness in angling in all my life until I met you, to be honest with you. I never just... copped on to it all. I should have done because you're all rich boys now after all the bloody money you've all earned out of your little matches and this, that, and the other. So, yeah. do you think that stemmed on to you 
obviously being back-to-back -back British champion and, and this, that and the other. I mean, have you always fished with Kev other than the junior British championships, the British champs with, with um, Kev? Well, me and you did one, didn't we? We yeah. did do one. Where was that? That um, was it. Um, uh, I know it. Pallington Lakes. Pallington, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they used to sell the 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 white stones. Do you remember them? Yeah, Simon Pomway. Yeah, is he still yeah. about selling his white stones? Don't know. Hopefully, he's stuck into one of them. That's another story. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> but no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> right. uh, um, yeah, I mean it's just healthy competition, wasn't it? Like we always used to fish together, like fishing all the matches. On like, whether it be the river, whether it be like feeder fishing for skimmers mm. we used mm. to do it like we basically when we grew up fishing if we had and nothing's changed literally nothing's changed now like in the six weeks holiday we would go and camp up somewhere night fishing for like a week two weeks you know depending on if i don't know like our mum dad wanted us home for anything I remember there's a lake down in bridgewater that's got a shed roof out in the lake and you've got to like wade all your gear out to the shed roof and me and this lad Danny, we spent like three weeks on there. Just this like shed roof that someone had put on like four scaffold poles in the middle of this lake. And like we spent half of our summer holidays on this shed roof. Wow. Like, and it was still felted everything. It was just like, but it had this little chuck across into this little like no fishing bit. And it was just like fish soup. It was great. Wow. Like eight pound common galore. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you love yeah. an eight pound common, yeah. didn't you, Bart? <laughs> yeah, but that that's part like part of growing up fishing in the southwest of England. Yeah. Was you didn't have loads of big carp. Still might like, still don't have loads now mm. not compared to other places. Mm. So it was like match fishing. You'd like you know, it was just a different different sort of fishing. Um but the like you know, and there's no different like if you see like a few a few things that I've done recently, like if the, what I'm trying to say is that the, the same the same principles apply like back then if we had two weeks three weeks or a whole six weeks holiday we'd go fishing for the whole time like if if we had a weekend like my dad might take like I remember taking Kev on his first ever night session up to Paul Law in Birmingham like you know and mm -hmm. I remember because we were float fishing boilies in the, like next to the snags in the edge and all that and like he was loving life yeah and um so yeah, we'd go away like night fishing, wherever it may be. Um, and if we had five hours, we'd go fish the like with the angling club on the river. And if we had five minutes or an hour or whatever it was, we'd be like trotting a stick float down the river and the weir pool before we had to be home for dinner or football yeah, practice yeah. or whatever it would be. Um, they were the days, weren't they? Oh yeah. Like, they were the day when you had five but I remember like I used to pack my kit onto my school bike like I'd get home from school as quick as possible in the summer strap my, my single rod to the side of me bike off you trot and uh, yeah mate and yeah. Uh, they were the best times ever I would never photos. dream of fishing for five <laughs> minutes nowadays I just couldn't do it too much bloody kit. I think that's, that's what half of it boils down to the amount of kit you have to take nowadays. It's all the luxuries, the sport. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, and the same thing applies in my fishing today. So, like, you know, this year, for example, I've caught, I've had two PVs this year. Mm. Right. And, like, the first one was 
last year. Last year, yeah, yeah. So late in 2019. Yeah, everyone's like, "Barks are good." Two weeks in, give that boy a pay rise. And uh, but I mean, well, we could have had two BBs if we'd have gone last week in all that nice weather, and not now. I know. Don't, oh god, don't! I've been sat in front of the bloody computer. It is. It is, isn't it? Yeah, Farlows was absolutely freezing. Yeah. And like the weather changes that we went through in that session were horrendous. Mm. Um, other than nearly getting killed by a tree. Yeah. But, and then consistent, decent fishing weather up until now, and now it's absolute garbage I know, again. I know, I know. We just yeah. keep missing the buck all the time. But the problem is, is when you've got a, a full-time job, to do and a family at home and then five minute fishing sessions are out the window mate yeah Yeah, they're they're, they're gone them days are gone yeah but like like you say there you mentioned like family and job and everything and that's how fishing is and i'm sure like you know i'm sure most people listening to this is exactly the same thing so if i've got two weeks ten days a week whatever like i am going somewhere warm with some real good friends fishing for some stupidly big fish mm. don't even bother where they're from could be from i don't know could be from shumba teliats it could be wherever do you know what i mean not bothered as long as i am surrounded by a bit of decent food some good people some big fish and this that never where and would you go if you could go tomorrow you got a week ahead of you you could go anywhere where would you go to sleep <laughs> for a week yeah. no, I don't you're all feeling that I don't know there's a few places like what well, you know if you could go one place at the minute where would you go you think right I'm going to book myself a week's trip this year I can go anywhere if a where week's trip where would you go at the minute I would either go I don't know possibly group of fishing maybe Group of fishing, right? I've always wanted to catch. Yeah, I'd love to catch one of them. And do you know what? I'd like to catch one of them tiger things. Yeah, the mean ass teeth on it. I'd love to catch one. In front of uh, what's the Jeremy? Yeah, and that's the photo you want, isn't it? You know, the head on total cart front page photo. Oh, I'd love to catch one. Yeah, I mean, I'm saving my group of fishing because obviously we've got the kids now. So as soon as they're old enough at the right time. Mm to go to like I don't know Florida or wherever is the best place to catch these grouper like I'm saving it for them because it's like going to be a one off trip yeah you know like, I just want to go get it out of the system we'll do the whole shebang where'd we'll you go to catch grouper now? I think they catch a lot of them around the bridges in that Florida right not too sure right, like, right. It's Sean or someone like mm. that. and then um, I don't yeah so but I mean if I could go tomorrow just some great big lake I said this year that I want to take um I want to take my uh, my better half. I want to take her away and go and fish um, Lac de Medine. Mm. It's somewhere that I fished when I was little. Mm. Um, you know, I, I first ever fished the World Cup Classic on there yeah. when I was 14 or 15 mm. years old. No, I, I think it was 1998. I can remember the pictures yeah. of you and Kev out there as well. So, no, you? Kev didn't come to that. Oh, didn't yeah, he? No, no, he right, did. Must have been no, he came to Fisherbury. No, no like, I thought you did a Medine one out there. No, no, there? no. Oh no, we went back. Oh right. right. So right. I went to, I went to Medine with, um, with my, my dad, my mum, dad, and my sister. Was it my mum? Yeah, we basically had a road trip. Right. First ever World Cup Classic. We're like, mm. yeah, let's go. 
And like, remember the old silly bus, our old... Yeah, yeah. mate. Which so, clocked itself, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. That silly bus. Yeah. It actually clocked itself on the miles. Yeah. She was amazing. But, um, yeah, so we went out there and I, I remember I was, yeah, 14 years old, 1998. Two pegs to my left. I got um, Simon Crow. He was next to Rod Hutchinson. And just up wow. the road from him was um, was Rob Hughes. Mm. And like, I'm just like, I'm a boy. Because I've gone from like, <laughs> I'm on this damn wall. And like, I used to think I could chuck a long wave. And like way back then I had like my little bait runner, my little rod. And uh, my 50 yards of line or whatever it was. <laughs> and like, I'm slugging these methods. And like back here it looked like miles. You go there and you're on that big rocky damn wall. And I chuck it out and I'm like, lands. And it's like at your feet. And you're like, uh, going to need a bit more line. <laughs> And it was just, but it was awesome. But yeah, so, but uh, then I went back with Kev in, I think it was 2007. Was it 2007? Was this when you won it? You won it, didn't no, you? No, we, we come second. Right. So me and Trev went. Yeah. Um, Who's Kev, by the way? Yeah, Kev's Trev. Kev's Trev, 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 which might come up a few times. Yeah, Trev's I'm Kev. I'm to him as a goat now and again. <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, <laughs> He's the only person I know that's got many names. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so we went back and we come second in the World Cup Classic, which, you know, to podium is... Amazing. Yeah, amazing. amazing. It's like podium yeah. in a World Cup Classic. And it it was a bit of a lottery, it was a bit of an, un, you know, an unknown. Um, you always... It was an unknown. Did you do anything different on. out there to make your podium? There was there something that you boys did about the ordinary to get up there on the podium because I know what you're like but at the end of the day you say you haven't got secrets and this that and the other and you boys that that are up there when you're on that podium each time you're doing things that people do you know you're different you're different we think about our fishing but like I mean We'll get on to the serious match fishing. Yeah. So, like, let me move away from Medine, then we'll talk about that. So, like, the with the Medine thing, it's, like, it's such a magical place. So, I'm going to go back there with, hopefully, um, go back there this year for a bit of pleasure fishing um, with my missus and, try, you know, just, just enjoy it. You can go around, cycle around, enjoy mm. the sun, this, mm. that and the other. So, if I could go anywhere tomorrow, that's probably where I'd go. I'd have a week on Medine. In the out of bounds, clubbing them. <laughs> in the out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. Right, come on, let's get on to let's get on to this matching now. What what is it that sets you boys apart from from the others out there? Because you know we've heard it all before. You got to be consistent in this, that, and the other. And there's a lot of good anglers that fish the British Championships that fish in the world championships at fish you know on the on the pedestal of match fishing but it's always the same names that are sat up there on the top spot each time and you know i know you're not going to give me away your secrets of why you know is it but what i'd like to know is is it bait is it is it knowledge is it your tactics that you use on certain venues is it you know all of that or is it the venue itself or is it luck it can't be luck in my eyes because you're always bloody well up there you the same names you know you're all doing something that i think a lot of us looking from the outside in thinking you've got a magic wand 
what is that magic wand and what is the potion to it sort of thing you know i really want to know why you're always up there every single year i mean i think i don't think we do anything special but like the first thing if you fish the same as everyone else you will catch the same as everyone else mm -hmm. you know it's no different to uh, like, you know, you could go to, I don't know, say you went to B1 tomorrow up Linear Fisheries. Yeah. For, you know, it's a weekend. You've got 40 blokes sat around there. They've got three rods apiece. Every one of them is fishing on the bottom, for example. I don't know. There's, what's in there? 15, 1800 carp, whatever's in there. So you've got three rods. Every bloke's got three rods. They're all fishing on the bottom. There may be, what, 10 fish caught, for example. You know, at times it's very good. When, mm. like, you know. But my, my point is, it, it's not always good. And, like, when it's not always good is when you need to, like, make something happen. Yeah. So you've got to do the calculations. Like, if everyone's fishing on the bottom, whether it be with a yellow boilie, a blue boilie, or whatever they want to, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be filling it in with whatever or doing whatever. But if you do the same as everyone else, you'll catch exactly the same as everyone else. And if... So you've just got to work those percentages to to your advantage. Now I think for me and Kev, I think we're I think we're very lucky that one one we're mates and you know it's like we're just mates from school and you know we live more or less down the same road this that and the other and but the the other thing is like. Like Kev won't leave a stone unturned. Like I'm, I'm the same. Whereas as like, in, so Kev won't leave a stone unturned. But what do you mean by that exactly? Well, we don't take nothing for chance. So like, we'll always have a what if, but or maybe plan. Mm -hmm. Like we don't sit there. Like people got this thing in their head. Like to be good at match fishing, you need like one point three million rigs tied up. Um, 476,000 mm. solid bags tied up. Mm. That's not the case. No. Like, like Kev... Preparation is obviously key, but... Yeah, you've got to be prepared, but trust me, like, Kev rinses me for this because, like, he'd be like, oh, you have sorted your rigs out, haven't you? And it's that and I'll be like, yeah, 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 all right. <laughs> and then, like, we'll be setting up and it's like, where's all your bags or where's all this or where's all that and I, I swear people think that, that we've got like all this like done four years before we're going to fish yeah, this map yeah. and it ain't the case like in the last couple of years like I've got I've got a lot going on as you know um, like I chuck it in the van like if we're going I don't know if yeah but is that because of what you've done the last few years though I mean you know is that is that because you're almost expecting to be up there all the time? No, not at all. But, like, you just... With carp fishing, you've just got to have the fundamentals right. And you've got to understand... You've got to understand that what you're fishing for and how you're going to fish for them. And how they want to be how they want to be fished for. Like, and once you can understand that... and But that's, in the greatest respect, like, that's something that you can't teach. Mm. So, like, my point is, is, like... That's yeah, you need to be prepared a little bit. Like, you're not going to go to, like, a World Championships and just start knocking up a few rigs in the bivvy. Like, you know, or you're not going to go, like, um, compete when you need to catch a lot of fish in a short amount of time. Um, so you've got to be ready in that in that example. But, 
um, you, but our fishing, like we just understand it. Like we, one, we've got each other's back. Two, we understand what we're doing. Like you know, and we've got we've got a bit of everything going on. Like I do a lot of match fishing. I do a lot of fishing where like if I don't get a lot of time, you know, and this kind of comes back to what we were saying about me going to Medine and, and this, that and the other. Like if I've got a week, like when you said, oh, go wherever you want for mm, a week. Mm. Like if I've got a week, I will go and sit somewhere, like I said, with friends, catching a big fish, eating a nice bit of food in a sunny environment. If I've got four days, I might go to Limchill, Bluebell, like and try and catch the biggest fish I can pop, you know, it could be home fen, it could be anywhere. Mm somewhere where i can catch the biggest carp that i could possibly catch in the uk somewhere like that i've got a realistic chance of catching one mm-hmm. you know and this year i've done it mm-hmm. but you know uh well last year sorry yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know i went to went to croatia managed to put an 82 pounder on the map mm. yeah for new foreign personal best for me um you know we'll talk about that in a minute because that's a completely different yeah, story because yeah, yeah. you know something happened there where like you know and then I also had like a nine on fifty pound common this year, which beat my personal best, which was the box common at St John's at just under forty eight. Mm. You know, which was a fish that I watched grow up. So to beat that, it was quite, you know, quite something. Obviously, mm. my personal best mm. changed to a different venue and different fish and all but that. Why is that, Bob? You know, why why are you why are you putting these fish on, fish on the bank that's that is out of the ordinary? And why are you up on this pedestal all the bloody time? Yeah, but it's yeah, but it's just fishing. But it's not though, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it it's not though. You're not giving me the secrets that we want to hear now. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, right. So, like, if I if I go if I've got four days, I'll go and try catch try and catch a real big one in the UK somewhere. If I've got two nights, I'm gonna go. You know, I might go to Horseshoe. But what steads go... stead you away from the norm, though? Because you've they, got they, that... they, the, the thing is, what I'm trying to s- sort of get out of you here is what sets you and and Kev apart. You know, you're always up there on that pedestal. When we're talking about the match fishing side of things, what is it that you boys are doing, right, that is completely different from the norm? Is it the bait? Is it the rigs? Is it the peg? Is it luck? Is it it? What is it? You know, is it is it amalgamation of all of them? Or yeah, this is my thing. You know, if you go fishing, you do a bit of big fishing. You do some like you know, you do some UK. Like look at Kevin. He, he, he his timing's perfection. He goes every time he goes. It's like oh, I've got another forty pounder. It's like yeah, four <laughs> off, Kev. Like you know, like, what because he goes at the yeah, right come time. Come concrete drive with me. Is it because yeah, he goes his at the right? Yeah, yeah. He's like. Impeccable. But then when it comes to the match side of things, the timing, you know, yeah, it isn't. It's there and then, isn't it? Yeah, so what do you do? To... You know, he believes, like, what he does, and it's no different for me, but what we do, we believe in, and the only reason why we believe in it so much is because, like, we do it. You know, like, I, like so you amalgamate your things. You amalgamate your big fish fishing, your UK big fishing, your... Like I say, if I've only got 48 hours, mm. then I'm going to go like Horseshoe, I'm going to go to like maybe St. John's, B1, somewhere. So go into these places where you're in with a chance of catching. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's all to do with your time, because time is your most valuable thing. So like in a week, you're going for a right pig somewhere in Europe, whatever you want to do, a great pig. Yeah. Big fish in the UK, two nights you're going to go somewhere in 
in the UK where you can get a few bites, like I say, horseshoe, something active, because you've only got two nights, you know, you might go on a Friday after work and you've got till Sunday. So you're gonna go somewhere where you can get a few bites, you can spot it, because that's what you wanna do. You wanna feel like you're doing something. You wanna, you know, you wanna be proactive with your fishing. You're not sitting there boring a big one out. Mm. So you wanna feel like, you know, you've got something out of your trip. Yeah. Um, and if I've got five hours, I'll go and sit on a seat box and I might go bream fishing. I might go like, you know, I might fish over on the other lake on a open match on a Saturday or a Tuesday tenors or whatever it is. You know, like you know, don't get me wrong. I've caught like two hundred and fifty pound of fish over there in five hours. Yeah, like you know, yeah. it's it's massive. And in some of the other matches around the country, I've caught like four hundred and fifty pound in a five hour match. You know, so and if I've only got five minutes, I'll have to catch one off the top after work out the you're car. You're making park. the most of the yeah, time. Yeah, so that you're you've got you're, in front you're of you. you know you're dealing with like the time and when you. But it's, it just all boils into one because once you take all those different scenarios, like you know, and like we've been, you know, it's not like we've only been fishing five minutes. So, like, you know that you're just confident in what you do. Yeah. You know, so you know if you're floater fishing or if you're, you know, if, I don't know, like you just, you just get it. You're reading the situation yeah, in front your of you for the time that you've got yeah. in front of you. Is like, that what you're sort of saying? Is that, uh, that's the vibe I'm getting anyway. Yeah, it, it just all amalgamates into one. So like we fish these waters and where, where you fish around, like me and Kev used to do venue files for like um, Crafty Carper, mm, yeah, where we'd go around yeah, and fish yeah. all these different lakes. So like, and I mean, like, I remember once we, we went to Fawny Weir and like venue that we've never ever seen before, British Championships qualifier, and like me and Kev had never even spoke on the phone about it hardly. It was like, oh, we'll go there. The weather was horrendous. It was freezing cold. It was rubbish. Um, and we got there, and we got to the peg. We started setting up. I've set two zigs up. Kev set two zigs up, and like we've just turned around and laughed at each other. And literally, we chucked these four zigs out. And we've just gone to bed. It was like, oh, see you Sunday. And he's gone and got in his bivvy because it was howling. I've gone and got... And we literally left these rods out. We chuck, re-chucked them the next day at about dinner time and just literally, like, just crawled back into our pit. And but like, we just knew what to do. And, like, yeah, we we caught... I think, I can't remember if we had one or two fish and qualified. And that's... Like, that's my, my point is, is, like, we... Where we've been fishing... So you don't think that working that swim at that time would have got you any more bites like you normally do because you, do. your you work can't. ethic um, when you're in the match side of things because I've sat behind you in Kev is, is phenomenal at times but but, but you're reading that situation completely different where you're like well the only way we're going to qualify here is by chucking some zigs out and not bothering working because yeah, would that we just have destroyed the swim if you if you did work it? Is that what you're sort of saying? Yeah, so it's reading the situation. the situation. But, but like, <coughs> you've seen it. Like even when we're in the thick of it, like having a fisher chuck, like we're more than likely, especially if it's in the summer, we sat there having a barbecue, mm. like taking the mick out of each other. Mm. And like for example, like when we fish these match, like because like a couple of years ago, uh, like obviously when I was right in the middle of like two really young kids and like you know Rupert was a really a newborn and everything like that I hardly got out fishing yeah um I managed like a trip to a trip to Granville you know and I had a real good trip to Scott there um 
and a few other things and I hardly went fishing that year but like but you know and so I played all the fishing I was loving life I'm just stood in the water just absolutely hauling just loving life because Kev you know Kev's not bothered and yeah it's just it's just horses for courses it's just, is that what you boys do is it it does one bait one plays them in does one cast the other well, I wouldn't let you play a fishing for me no, so, like, no way yeah, you, because <laughs> <laughs> all you ever bloody do is yeah, lose them yeah, you haven't seen Kev play a fish alright <laughs> <laughs> is that how it is <laughs> yeah so and um I'm proven now, anyway, I can land them even on barbless hooks. Oh, well, that, that <laughs> is very true, very true. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, but no, like, we just, no matter what, like, all these matches, we wouldn't fish them if we weren't two mates fishing together, fishing, a, fishing a lake that we want to fish. Like, if all those, like, the British Championships or whatever it is, like I mean, apart from like the World Championships, some of them venues can be a bit like questionable, you know, mm. because it, like yeah, but that's just life, you know. But we do it because it's like you know, if you got the shirt on your back and everything like that. Yeah. Um. But like in particular, like the British Championships, if if those venue if those matches weren't run on decent venues, like we wouldn't fish them. Right. Like it, me and Kev didn't do it. Uh, we didn't do it for, a, I think it was a couple of years together, because I think the semi-finals were on Barston or something. Right. And we just like, and Kev was kicking off, he didn't want to fish there, so I fished with Harry. Right. Um, You know, so like... How did that go? Yeah, we qualified for the final. Did you? Yeah. What so, happened in the final? Uh, that was rubbish, we'd come fourth. But... It would, was, you, would it have been different if you were with Kev, do you think? I don't know. Like uh, we lost. Harry's like, like yeah, leaning towards, like, Ooh, leaning towards the speaker right now, wondering, it was, is it he was... gonna fuck me? <laughs> is he gonna do me? <laughs> when when we fished, the final fished really hard with Harry, and if we'd have caught, I think it was one more, we'd have come second. So Ooh. we finished fourth. If we'd so have had another so. bite, um, I think, or even an original fish, like you know, which would have been bigger than just the stockfish, mm. um, we would have come second. And I think if we'd have had, if we'd have had two bites, um, we'd have won it. Wow! Well, Where was that? Where was that? At Raysbury, that was uh, on the North Lake. Yeah. Right. So that was the. I'm sure it was the first year that it was on, there and it was. It was. It fished. It did fish difficult. I think it like because the. When you have these matches, there's like an intense amount of pressure on the water. Mm. Like you just, you just Especially feel Especially for a pressure. place like Raysbury. Or yeah, what yeah. peg were you in over there? Uh, <coughs> Can you remember? I can't remember. It was like... I loved Raysbury as, as a final venue because it, it was... it was. Ne has it ever been one from the same peg? It's never been one from the same swim. No. Um, and yeah, it was like a mega venue. And then... Uh, yeah, so you know that was that was really close. But like my 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 point is is like all our fishing is always done, so we enjoy it. Yeah. You know, whenever like when we used to qualify at like Bade and all. Do you think that's the, that's the edge that you've got then? Is enjoying the venue. But we enjoy our fishing um, all the time. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, as well as the fishing. Yeah. Because what what's the point? Like, why would you go? If you go, if you were like, oh, I really don't want to fish that lake. 
Mm. Like you're on a negative. Yeah, you're on a negative yeah, point. Yeah. Whereas like if you're like, yeah, we'll have this. Like yeah. this is on B one. This is on, I don't know. It could be like yeah, like Raysbury, wherever. Like you're up for it because mm. you're thinking like yeah. Do you know what? I really like you know, like, like places like B one that educate people into like how to fish. Like a lot of the countries, good anglers learn to fish properly like on somewhere like b1 right and yeah i ain't being funny but if you went if you were going to like when the semi-finals are on you go and fish say like brazenose one and two like everywhere else all the big ones that you're fishing for them 40 pounders that you want to catch out your syndicate or whatever you know they've just had a right thrash up spawn in they could be down you know and you know if they've pinged a scale or two off in spawning which happens mm. right you know, you might not want to fish for them at that particular time yeah, of year yeah. because if you catch that dream fish, you want it to look its yeah, best. Yeah, you want it to look its best, which like in the spring, the, the autumn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get me? Which so, is good angling, which some people don't get sometimes. Yeah, you know? it's not about the weight, but it's about like, oh, you know, but the semi finals, the semi finals fall in between all that. So when you go fishing, like you're sat there in the sun spodding away and you know like me and Kev and, and all that like we love a bit of spodding like we grew up we used to have Gatekill and Horseshoe like we used to fish Horseshoe all the time which is like do you remember Spod for Vodka we used to do the two marker floats <laughs> you got it outside do you remember that <laughs> Spot for Vodka we yeah. had to have a shot of vodka if you got it outside the marker yeah. do you remember yeah. where was that we did that I can't was it we could probably get banned from somewhere if we say yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, keep going <laughs> right, that. We're under the yeah, age. Yeah, moving on, <laughs> moving on. And, uh, but yeah, like you go, you know, you go fish these things. It's sunny. You've caught like, I don't know, like 60 fish. Half of them are over 20 pounds. You've had nine on a dozen 30 pounders, yeah. half a dozen 30 pounders, having a barbecue with one of your best mates, like chilling out and. Like, what ain't to like about that? <laughs> no, I don't, you, know what I mean? don't, like, you are selling yeah, it to me, yeah, but I yeah, must and, admit, this is sounding quite good. If you good. have a good weekend, you're in the final fishing for 20 oh, grand. No, oh, no. So, like, and, and yeah, that's, that's, it's... Has it been about the money for you? For n- the, never. Never. Never, never been never. about the and money, like, no? You know... I'm waiting for someone to say, yes, it is about the oh, money. Like, It'd be about the money for me, I think. Yeah, but you can keep your trophy. You think it is, but it's, like, like it's not. And like, you know, it. It's. Is yeah, that, like, is you it? ain't gonna turn your nose up at like a twenty grand check at no, the end of the weekend's no, fishing. No, you know? no, Changed like, me life. <laughs> look at, at Raysbury. <laughs> Pay me tax bill this year. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you look at Raysbury. We've gone to the final at Raysbury. Mm. We caught. I mean, like you see that forty-three. But like we have that had that long Sutton, mate. Oh, we've oh, had so we've had the long mate. Sutton, which is like. Phenomenal Ferrari reach. fish isn't oh, it? It is like out of this world. Yeah, and to like, be there when you boys had it as well. Even like oh, when we caught man, it, we 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 had uh, Scotty got a twinge. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that nice. And we, we had another one. We had um, not Mike's pet at like a couple of ounces under forty pound. This is in a match, mind. I oh, know. Like so, we're oh, catching Raysbury originals in a match in the final. And get weighed out twenty grand at the end of Phenomenal. it. Phenomenal! Like, wow. Yeah, we'll. It's a that. perfect session. Yeah, and like you it? come down, didn't you, Raysbury? We're sat there just eating ribeye steak. Yeah, I oh, know. Barbecue, a few oh, ciders. This is why I like, need that magic wand that you got behind yeah. your back, Bart. Yeah, but like, it's and that's just it though. Like you, you, 
if you're confident, you fish with like someone that you can fish well with on the right venues that you like fishing. Mm. And like, yeah, all right. What I mean, what do you want to say about luck? Because luck, like at the last four that's years a, with Kev, yeah. we've never come outside the top three. I oh, know it doesn't like, come into it. Like, they're, they're, you know. It, the pegs are the pegs, aren't they? No pegs. You boy, you know, it's the same fortnight. Wayne, Ryan, yourself, Kev. You know, if it, if, if it was luck, then 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 your positions would change every year. Yeah, but they don't, do they? It's very consistent. Very good. I mean, it might change next year because okay, your luck might not be in, but yeah, you'd like to think <laughs> after like you know after four years of yeah, podium. Yeah. That there's gonna be a point at some point where, you know, he's drawing really that dog to luck, a bay and there's not gonna be that grassy bank <laughs> yeah, to check yeah, over yeah. or whatever. Mm. But you know, that that's like, yeah, if you you know, if you keep kicking a ball at a goal, you're gonna miss now and again. Yeah, like, of course. It's one yeah, it's yeah. one of them things. It is fishing, it like and you just gotta be mind like we get don't give me like, we we get disappointed. And you know, but that's healthy. You know, and we've got we've got a great competition, um, and it's like a healthy competition with friends in like Wayne and Ryan, and and it's good. It's good for them because it makes them because they know that if they drop the ball, like we'll, right, we'll pick like, it up. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly and the same, that, yeah. you know, and and vice versa. And like, there's no like, there's no egos there. There's a lot of respect both ways. Because they, you know, you just know, mm. and it's just one of them mm. things. And it's like, and it's just, it's just all on the day, like you know. So like they, like they've had they've had a brilliant run, and you can't take it away from them. And they're in exactly the same position as me and Kevin. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, like this year it was on Farlows, um, but like those lads, they've put a lot into their fishing over the last few years. Um, like you know, Wayne Wayne grew up fishing on Farlow. Obviously, grew up, but he'd done a lot of his yeah, a lot of his yeah, fishing yeah, on Farlows. Yeah. Um, they both fish together as mates everywhere they go when they get a chance to go fishing together. Um, they've both done their own amount of like big fishing. Ryan's fished an awful lot, and he doesn't like he doesn't poke it about too much. But he's caught a lot of big fish from a lot of places, mm. and he's fished a lot of places abroad. You know, and they just get it. They're in exactly the same position. Like and you know, yeah, like Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Wayne makes no. He doesn't hide it. He'll say like, in the winter, like you know, he come down Farlows, didn't he? And he's mm. like, oh, I don't go fishing in the cold. I would rather work and then go fishing when you know when it's nice. When it's good. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, he's got a point, and it, it's it's just right. They just get it exactly the same way as me and Kev do. And there is all right. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There are you can use. You got to fish smart nowadays because there's so much there's so much information out there on the venue. There's so much information, like you know, like look look at this look at this for example. We're here doing the winter series, and we're gonna do our best to show someone how to get a bite in the yeah, winter, yeah. right? And all you're ever doing, and it's not a bad thing, but all you're ever doing is educating someone, mm. right? And at some point, somewhere along the line. If that little bit of luck ain't your way and someone knows what to do in a swim that is slightly better than you or they're on having a good day and you're not, they'll beat you doing it. 
Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah, like, yeah. That, and that's, which which that's, isn't luck, is it? You know, that is yeah, putting the yeah, odds in your favour. Yeah. So, like, but, you know, but fishing these matches isn't about having a wand or such, but it's about fishing smart and not, you know, if you're going into a match thinking like, oh, well, I'm not going to use a pink pop-up or a yellow pop-up or a white pop-up, like... Straight away, you're straight away. You're, 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 creating, yeah, yeah. you're creating something that you shouldn't have to be working. How out. do you keep such an open mind going into these matches? Because I, I mean, a lot of us, when, when even when we're going on our normal fishing session, you you always got a plan, and yeah, you? you've always got a plan. You must have to be so open minded for you do. You just these go matches. And you just fish and, for, but then you just fish for the carp. How how they want to be fished for on but, that day? Yeah, like I, you see me to chuck out two little PB sort of whittled down pop-ups here today Ooh. and like I was up in my loft um, a couple of weeks ago and I was looking for all my old like photos off my old Fuji fine pics when you had to like go get them printed out and all that you remember, <laughs> like, I remember going fishing and the best thing about it was cycling down the chemist I know. to get me films done so I'm like yes I can get a film the camera I can Sounds get 50 me. years yeah. old but yeah. stop yeah. And, uh, yeah but that was true wasn't it like yeah. you know and but I was flicking through these photos. I remember like some of the first trips I ever went to Linear, like all them years ago, and mate, they were photos of a single piece of yellow corn, a double piece of yellow, like double corn, plastic mm. corn, like little. Do you know what I mean? And it's like nothing's changed. No, no, I mean, carp to carp, and it either eats it. And, and but yet yeah, this is the point that I wanted to get out of you. Hence me hassling you for this so-called magic wand that you might have. Because at the end of the day, I think a lot of people think there's always a magic wand, there's always a rig, and there's always a bit of bait, and there's always the luck of the draw that makes you win these matches and this, that, and the other. And this this is why I've, I've sort of hassled you on this podcast, because this was the point I wanted you to get across, not only to myself, but to people that... Nothing has changed no. at all. Nothing's no. changed, has it? Just, no, just no. like, yeah, just... Reading them situations on them days of whether it was the single plastic corn or the double plastic yeah, corn may that may have caught that yeah. fish. And it's not about that magic wand that everyone thinks that all you boys have. No, I mean, like, it's just all... It's all circumstances and just how you apply it. That's sort of like application is the key yeah, to catching yeah. most fish. You know, don't get me wrong. There, there are baits that you could go. You know, there's baits that you can get. Like, like ten years ago, a gallon of maggots was like, ah, oh, do you know what I mean? It was like the boy. Yeah. You put a gallon of maggots out. It's like, yeah, I'm having a bite tonight. Mm. Like, but now every every Tom, Dick, and Harry can go down the local maggot farm who's yeah, got a yeah. mate who can get a drum of maggots for 20 quid and they can, do you know what I mean? Mm. And so it's, it's just not an edge. No. It's just not an edge. So like, and you're not particularly fishing nowadays against the fish. What you're doing is you're competing against yeah, the yeah, other yeah. fishermen because, yeah, you know, yeah. like five minutes when we're just having that break then, uh, I was, you know, we were reading how many people are fishing at linear fisheries. Like, mm. you know, Sunday night, and like one of the dates is like twenty five yeah. fishing <laughs> out of like, you know, out of like thirty pegs. Now, 
So, so like that's your competition. That's what you're dealing with. You're not dealing with trying to catch the fish. Like the fish is the fish. Mm. But what you're dealing with is like it could be, it could be fishing a peg, for that time of year that just allows you having more water. And if it's got more water, if it's busy, then more fish will congregate in that area to get away from the other people fishing it. Not because you've got a white popper, a yellow popper, or a blue yeah, popper. Yeah, yeah. It's because you've you've figured out that. You've got your problem to catch the carp ain't what bait you're using. It's where you're going to fish for them. Mm. Because if you've got 20 blokes all down there, you know, and if they've never been to Linear before or never been to that lake before and they want to, like, mark a float, and, you know, it's easy for us where we fished it before and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go in the dugout and fish, like, X amount of wraps onto that little spot. And, like, you know, you turn up, you wrap it up, you know that as long as you're in line with that big tall tree over there and you hit the clip nice, like, you're on the spot. So you've made three casts you get a bite. But for someone that's never been there before, but, yeah. like they might have to get a Which is only down out. to yeah, experience. That, that's me, that's just day, fishing. Which is what it all yeah. boils down to, isn't it? Yeah, but that, that's just fishing. But you know, if you turn it up on a, I don't know, like a Friday afternoon or a Sunday morning or whatever, if there's loads of you turning up at the same time, if there's like, you know, other, like just a lot of commotion, you might be better off. Rather than going in one of the good pegs where you've got like five pegs in a row, mm where all five new anglers are all going to start catching, uh, uh, all start casting, sorry. Like, you might be better off fishing an area that's got a bit more water, that's not as prolific, but because of all that commotion, you'll probably end up getting a couple of carp, you know, a few fish move in that area to get out of the way of it. And that's what you're dealing with. Like, carp fishing's a busy sport. And, like, it doesn't seem to matter how many lakes pop up, there's more fishermen popping up as well. Yeah. Which is great for the industry, it's great for the sport, mm. it's great for everything like that. But as like, you know, as a mentality of catching more than everybody else, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with like the fishermen as much as you are dealing with the fish. And like I say, like the principles of catching a fish is they're very similar. Like, you know, you yeah, could yeah. you could throw as much money as little or as you want at, you know, regard your bait, regard your tackle. And like this, the same old thing. Like you know, my dad always says, "Oh, there's any last foot that counts." Really. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, like you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter as such. Like what you know, he's telling us we're like we were having oh, roast dinner in the house earlier. Wound in, went round for roast dinner. He's like, oh, I remember Can't when we used to go fishing, we used to have to put a stone on the top of the spool and wait for it to roll into the pan. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> Your like, dad's a legend. I yeah. love your dad. But like that's more, more you know, that's my point. That might have you got like a seven hundred quid bite alarm or whether you've got a saucepan, like it's it's all it all's got to like just balance itself out and into a thing. And once you get it, and like when I say when you get it, I mean like when it all clicks, like that's when you start you know, that's when you start putting it together and there's yeah, like yeah. those big match wins. Like that's when they just come along. Yeah, um, all boil down to going going out, enjoying your fishing, being with good people, catching a few fish along the way, yeah, learning them edges yeah. along the way, and then putting all of that sort of knowledge and info into that one day where it has to count in a match makes you, I suppose, that pedestal person. Would that be the right thing to say? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, not only that, but like, but there's a, a thing that is it a young lad called Max Whitehall, and he he he's doing a lot of fishing, and 
he's got like a brilliant attitude and like there's a lot of you know a lot of people that get into these matches and it's like oh well where are you going to try qualifying from or we, we want to try and avoid them or we want to try mm. and avoid them because mm. at the end of the day like those good anglers like they will like if you try and avoid like I'm not saying go up against them as such but at some point if you want to win that final you're going to have to go up against like, them yeah, yeah, you're going to have to go it's yeah, not yeah. like you can't avoid someone and get a you know? I've always said this to other guys that like, oh, I want to avoid Bart and Kevin this qualifying. I was like, I want, I'd like to go against them. Oh, that mm. that would be that would be my my sort of boost to. Well, if I can beat him in this, I know that I can beat him in the final and yeah, stuff like well, that. Yeah. That's how I would always read it. But I speak to so many people like, oh, I'm not going to there. Because Bart and Kev are there, and Wayne and Ryan are at that one, so I'm going to avoid that. I'm like, mate, you're going to have to face them at yeah, some point. We'll be sat there in the final waiting. <laughs> yeah. right. So, like, I would want to knock them out of that qualifier, definitely, so that they know that I'm I'm game for yeah. it. That that's how I would want to do it if I was a match angler. Yeah, you're not going to avoid your, you're not going to avoid your way to pick up you know to pick up the trophy. No. That's like going in a boxing match. Right? That's yeah, like exactly. Bo- that. Championship. Bell. Exactly. That. Oh, but I don't want to get hit in the head, like or mm. like. Do you know what I mean? I don't mm. like. And so yeah, I mean, but yeah, like you know, you keep you keep going, like you don't you forget about all the sort of all the years that we've done it where we never like not you know where we never qualified or yeah, yeah. like that sort of thing. Do you, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, when it's you, again, it's the hardship that people don't see to the build up to the bigger picture. It's like it's like being in the industry you know people are like oh it's all right for you you get to go out for you know you're you're in the industry you're sponsored by this you're spot but they never see like that hardship the build-up to it and stuff like that do you know what i mean like there was many times where i couldn't even put bread on the table to feed my kids but i stuck to it so that because i knew one day I'd, I'd be able to make money out of fishing somehow or other and some people just don't get to see the bigger picture, do they? But but sometimes it isn't told to people, so they don't get to see the bigger picture. But yeah, but, especially with the matches, like the, you know, you only really remember the winning, don't you? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, definitely. And, yeah. And, you know, that, that's fair enough. Like winning, you know, winning's great, and and that, that sort of thing. So you, you remember the winners and or like the sort of podium finish. You mm. don't, you know, you don't you don't remember like the people that just missed out on qualifying the year before and this that and the other yeah, yeah. so yeah like you just keep going you enjoy and that's my point so like you need to be able to enjoy it it's like if you're going there thinking oh we've got to qualify this weekend we've got like you, your head will end up coming off yeah like yeah. you'll end up losing the plot mm. so don't even bother like if that's your mentality yeah like just just don't bother just go and enjoy your pleasure fishing like you know, whereas if you can, if you can say like, all right, come on then, Lee. Yeah, well, we both love fishing. You know, fishing that lake. So we'll go there this weekend. We'll fish a match. If we, if we do all right, well, we're in a we're in a yeah, final. It's or never we're in the semi final. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. So you know, at worst case scenario, if you get a duff peg or you haven't quite worked it out or whatever, what are you gonna do? Sit there and barbecue and eat more food, chill out with your mate, now drink a beer or cider, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what's the hardship in it and like people just just got to chill out <laughs> just chill out just enjoy your fishing and like honestly if you've had like anybody that knows like no matter how tense it is how furious the 
like the fishing is or whatever, like me and Trey will be sat there having a barbecue, chilling out, have a cider, like and. Is that an invite? Is it for everyone else? Are you well, you lose there, haven't you? You've been there. If you lose it, you may get round the Bart's. Peg. Yeah, come and have a steak. I mean. <laughs> I remember at Father's this year, oh, we absolutely, we left, who did we leave in charge? I think it was Rupert Whiteman. <coughs> like, we've had a fish on, anyway. Oh he's done me in this tree, innit, Danny Edge, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, so I'm at this tree, I'm like, Rupert, watch the barbecue. Like, we were worried <laughs> about the steak. And like, a few people, I put a picture up, and a few people commented on it saying, oh, you're cremating the food. Well, like, <laughs> the story was that Rupert was in charge of the barbecue, and he has absolutely nailed it. Um, but yeah, just just enjoy yourself. Just surround yourself by good fishing, good people, good food. Just chill out, enjoy yourself. Nice, like it. A very yeah. good point to end on as well. Thank yeah. you, Bart, for coming on the podcast and hopefully putting a few uh, sort of loose heads straight in the match scene. And um, there isn't a magic wand after all. No. So. <laughs> I can tell you a story about an eighty-two pounder if you want. No, no, we'll oh. end it there. We'll do that on the next one. Okay. Well, shall we do it now? No, we'll do it now. Go on. Come on. Hang on a minute. Before you start about this 82 pounder, before we end on this, isn't this an 82 pounder that you shared with someone else anyway? Yeah, man. So, like. No, it doesn't count. Yeah, it wouldn't count to you. No, but it wouldn't count to many, many other anglers out there. But we will have this one. Where's my. I've lost my vape liquid. You've stolen it. For your updates, put that whiskey in it. Your little, your little wedge, man. Go on then, tell me about this eighty-two so, pounder that you shared. Yeah, so in the summer, <laughs> we went, we went fishing, and I say we, admit, like me and Tom Maker, we've gone over to, uh, we booked on a Tommy. trip. Tom Maker. Hey, who? The mallet. Who's that? <laughs> Thomas. Oh, Tom Maker. Oh yeah, yeah. Go on, yeah. go on, carry and, on. Uh, yeah, so so we've gone to uh, we booked up to go to Shumba over in Croatia. Been waiting a long time, uh, and I don't know if anyone knows, but like um, there's a bloke called Mark Westenberg who managed to fall mm. off the face of the earth with mm. about four hundred thousand euros of other people's money. Um, and sadly for us, we were amongst those few that had paid in and and. Uh, Lost out. Lost out yeah, big time. Not nice, mate. So uh, the trip stood us in for about just the fishing. I think it turned out that we it was about four odd grand. I think. Oh. So like we're in because we we got the lake exclusive where like we took less anglers over on the trip, but paid more each to have a bit of space if we want to move and all that malarkey, which is cool. We were happy with that, um, but obviously we were unaware at the time that we were going to end up having to pay again. Um, and yeah, you could have turned around and said, oh, do you know what, sod it, we'll cut our losses and we won't go. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's fine, but we had flights booked, hotels booked, we'd ordered like loads of bait, mm. all sorts, you know what it's like, you know, like those, you, you fish abroad, like them two week trips and 10 day trips, like, they're you know, everything. you don't just, you don't they're just jump in the van on a Friday no, night and go, no, do they're, you? They're, like, they're everything. It's what, it's, yeah. it's my time. Yeah. It's my, it, it, they're everything for yeah. me on a personal note. Yeah, and, and for everyone else, with, I'm sure. With work, with, you know, at home, if you've got kids to sort out and arrange, if they're not at school and all, all of that stuff, like, you know, help for, because like, obviously my Rav, she works as well, so it's you know it takes a lot of organizing yeah, and it is yeah. like a highlight of the year sort of thing so anyway like we're we're four grand in for our fishing 
everything else is paid for. So like we've gone now. Like when I go fishing abroad, no different to wherever I go with, just want to enjoy it. Move on to Shumba, Croatia. It was, I can't remember if it was June or July. So it is like nice and warm, massive fish, good food, good people. You know, it was like, it was mint. Um, and for all the heartache and all the, the love, the loss, the laughter, whatever, um, we've got our peg and we just wanted to catch some bloody big carp from this peg that we got for the week. We actually, like our gear never turned up. So we actually missed out on our week's fishing. We actually missed out on two days fishing as well oh, because no. of all this Brexit and all that. The vans got collared and then they were overweight and then we had to get some of the gear off oh, the vans yeah, and then the, yeah, the, yeah. the van moving the gear then got caught in an accident mm. on the uh, on the autobahn in, in Germany. Um, so, but like, you don't read all this, you don't hear about all this. No, of course. Right? No. So, yeah, so we're now, we've now missed two days fishing off of our trip and we just want to catch a fish. So anyway, we got to. Our Did peg. everyone else's kit on the lake turn up? As yeah, well, no, we so. slept under the stars oh, for no. like another. We we left the hotel and the gear was supposed to be at the lake, mm. um, and we've not heard anything. So anyway, we just assumed that it was going to be there. So we got taxis to the lake and that, and we're waiting and waiting. And then it was like, yeah, we're going to be there in a minute. We're going to be there in a minute. Um, and then yeah, then they ended up having an accident. You know, fortunately everyone was all right. It was only a minor collision. But obviously, it still just takes time. And was the kit all right? That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, the kit was fine. But <laughs> no, like, don't get upset. But <laughs> it was like, uh, is everyone all right? But, but my alarm's yeah, still working. Was right. <laughs> and yeah, so we got to this peg, and it's like you know, we're, we've gone out, we've had a little look around in the boat, um, just to try and find a few spots, and we were just going to do what was best because of the way the peg was, and like a lot of the time, you know, you know what it's like when you go to Rainbow with Paul. Like you'll go there, and one side of the swim will always be better than yeah, the other. Yeah, hundred percent. Every yeah, single time, yeah, yeah. right? And and we just wanted to catch a few fish, not really bothered what whatever. So we got the rods sorted, we got the spots sorted, and we went out together. Um, anyway, so like we got out, and we put, we just enjoyed it together. We just went out in the boat. Um, I was driving the boat. Um, Tom lowered the rig down. And we towed it back to the back to the bank. Like as Tom's lowered the rig down, I spooned a bit of bait over the top. Um, and basically, like because we needed a lot of bait to fish there because of the way you fish, like mm. you know, you need a lot of boilies. Mm. Um, there's a lot of like you know, a lot of small fish, but you need a lot of you need a lot of boilies as well to fish that lake, which. You know, you, I mean, who can just ring up their sponsor and say, all right, mate, yeah, you wouldn't just ship us like 300 kilos of bait down, would you? Like, it's not, that's not fair on the sponsors. It's not their, you know, it's not their obligation to just weigh out like yeah, quarter yeah. of a ton of boiling mm. to you. You know, it's, like, how much would that cost? So, I don't know, but then at the site, see, this is my argument with this because I, I, I get a lot, I get penalized all the time for this. At the end of the day, this is a trip of a lifetime, you know, so. I, in all honesty, if I could afford it, I would shed out for it. I would spend yeah, every yeah, yeah. possible penny that I could to make sure that I always had enough bait out there. So, yeah, for sure, like for sure. But we were lucky enough, like we we're in a fortunate position. So, like when we just put the two baits together, 
like we had enough bait you know we had enough bait to, to last us for the trip yeah and that's what we did we just found the spots for the rods the, the four of the best spots in the lake you know we didn't want to hurdle the place with rods mm. so we found four really good spots we mixed our bait together we put it in and we rode the rod back and me and tom actually had a bet earlier in the, the week before for first bite because we said what we'll do is we'll go every other which is fair enough isn't it when you're doing that you either, like, either stagger the rods. Yeah, see, now, right? I, me personally, I'd have to stagger the rods. Yeah. I couldn't go by. If I dropped the rod and someone else reeled it in for me, uh, that'd kill me. Yeah, it is, yeah but, but this but, is my but, point. But horses right, you're horses. Fishing, you're fishing. Like, when you go to Rainbow, like, you're fishing for, like, I don't know, the median-scale fish or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, in your mind, you've gone there <coughs> and you want to catch that. Like, but for that trip... I just wanted to go fishing with my friends, chill yeah. out in the yeah, sun, Which is f- completely like, fair enough. I mean? When so you explain it to people, yeah, 100%. You know, like, if, if we went to, I don't know, if we went to Manor Farm and we were going like, you know, he's cast a rod out or I've cast a rod out and he's wound in Kempy's linear on the end, I'd be like, you what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but we're not. We're, it's, it's not that... I've, like it if wasn't I, that if I hadn't of caught any other big yeah. fish, but I've caught fish well over seventy pounds before. Mm. I've caught a lot of big fish, so like you know, it's it wasn't about that. Um, and like, so yeah, so we 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 brought the rod back to the bank anyway. So me and Tom had this competition, and we were at work, and I've picked up a bit of wood, and it, uh, and we were chatting about who's having first bite, and mm-hmm. this, and we're like, oh, we'll go every other, and I'm like. All right, I said, but what if we like, you know, what if if we every peg's different and like, you know, one side's never fair as the other side, this, yeah, that, and yeah. the other. So how are we going to determine it and this, that, and the other? And he said, he said, oh, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll do short straw for it. And I, I we were putting a fence up uh, at work, like because he works with me now and again. And um, Tom works, and occasionally, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I put this bit of wood up, and I said, oh, "Sorry, not- Thomas, I'm not digging you <laughs> yeah. out here. I love you, really." <laughs> I said, "Longer or shorter than that gap between them two posts?" And I can't remember whether I think he said, he said shorter, and I said longer. And anyway, it was about fifty mil. Wow! Right, fifty it? mil out. So anyway, one that I had first bite. So we got there, and we had like because when we got a fair attacked, advantage because you do work. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I had, <laughs> I had the upper hand because I know how to use a tape measure, right? So like, so when we got to the lake, because we got dropped off by taxi because we flew, obviously we didn't have any food or anything. So then Tom was like, "Well, you've got first bite. I'll nip to the shop now, get everything, and then I'll be back." So anyway, like the rods have been out like, uh, I don't know, an hour, mm. and. Like, they've been out an hour, he's gone to the shop mate, he's peeled off. So, like, I've looked into it, and like, I knew it was an absolute horse before, like, you know, as I picked it was going off, and as I've picked the rod up, it's like you can't pick it up. Yeah, Because yeah. it's that big, mm. you've got to pick it up, you've got to pull the fish towards you to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is a lad, you know? And so I've, you know, I've played it in, it's taken me, I don't know, I bet it's taken me nearly half an hour to get it in. Wow. Like, that we caught, yeah, because, like, you know... We, it's a long time, isn't it? It's a big fish, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we've caught it quite a way down, because we had a lot of water. How far are you fishing now? Like, well, we were fishing, like, if Kuderman's listened to this, he'll kick off. Oh. Yeah. 
But no, we're fishing down across. We're in our own water. <laughs> but like never fishing your own water, but this whole podcast has been about you not fishing in your own water. <laughs> but yeah, so So if you've seen seen if you can cast from the peg. Yeah, yeah, it's fair game. It's fair game. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, like I've got this fish in and um I got it in close to the net like literally I've been playing it that long the van's turned up with the shopping Tom's behind me mm. and we weren't taking it that seriously I knew it was a big and I was stood there eating an ice cream like <laughs> you know, we're having a bloody cornetto whilst playing this this great bigot and then this popped up and it's like you know what it's like we've like got a whatsapp group everyone's putting photos on of what fish are like oh, oh yeah like, wouldn't it be nice to get stuck into a few of these and as soon as this popped up I can see what fish it is. And I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> like, uh, and, uh, I just knew it was not, I knew it was over like 75 pound as soon as I seen it. And I'm like, Jesus, wow. that is a big, big fish. Anyway, like we've netted it, we've got it in and we, we pulled it up on, we've got it up onto the mat. You should see this thing. Like you've seen big fish. It's on the mat and you can't describe no, how magnificent a fish is that no, big, I know. right? And like, like I might not catch a fish that big again. Like, I don't know. Tom might not catch a fish that mm. big again. Mm. And he might. He might go fishing, and if he goes fishing, like he's recently been, a, you know, been away and he's caught, you know, caught big. I think it was a yeah, sixty-five yeah. or sixty-three pounder or whatever it was. And yeah, that's that's great. Like, you know, I've over got, that when they when they reach over that seventy pound mark, it's like a different breed. They're colossal, mate. Yeah, they're, they're huge, they're, huge um, fish. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's so hard to describe. A sixty pounder still looks like a sixty pounder. Yeah. But the minute that it, this might sound absolutely ridiculous, but the minute they get over seventy pound, they're unique. They're like twice the size. They're they're, yeah. they're like just so dominant when they're when, you, when you've got them in your palms of your hands and yeah. you're looking down at something over 70 pounds just takes on a whole new perspective of carp fishing in general and the the sheer size of a creature like that living in your palms of your hands is just yeah, but that, yeah, but that's that's my, you know that's the thing it's like no different to the british championships like you know, if I'm going fishing with nice people, like, why not just share? I'm not bothered about an individual no, person. No, mate, I get it. As much as I take, about, listen, as much know. as I take the piss out of you, it doesn't count this, that, and the other with you. Yeah. It's, like, it's all, get it's it, all yeah, 100%, like, mate. You know, I, I get it. 90% of people fishing, uh, listening to this to this podcast, will probably, you know, and it go on the comments, like, there was a little bit about, like, Oh, you know, like when like we caught the photo it, that went onto Facebook. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. I put, I but put no one knows the story I, behind it, though, do well, they? Well, no, I explained it in the in the thing, and like, yeah, you know, hopefully we made it to like Group One Hundred One or whatever. We got absolutely <laughs> slated, whatever. But do you know what? Like, like I said in the post, if it ain't, if it like so, like, well, we caught the fish, we got it on the mat, we're all sat there looking at it in complete awe of this magnificent fish. You know, Tom had lost a lot of money on that trip like I did. Mm. We were there together, fishing together, dropping them rods together, doing it all together. And it was just short straw, long straw. 
yeah, yeah. It, that, that's my point. It was short straw, long straw, but nothing changed. We were there fishing as mates on a lake full of big fish. And the buzz um, was just the buzz was just as real for each other. Top, yeah, yeah. we played it in, and uh, so it was like one side of the map down. And I said, right, I said, there's only one way we're doing this. I said, like, the fish is going to be photographed. I'm going to pick it up this side and then I'm going to put it down and Tom's going to pick up the other side. Yeah, And we had a photo and I think, well, Cole pictured on the photos and I think we took seven photographs of that fish. Right. We took, um, we took two, two photos of it in the water of me putting it back. Tom never got in the water and put it back. And we had a photo piece like two photos of yeah, the same yeah, well, yeah so yeah, yeah. like you know we didn't photograph both sides of the fish each like I held up one side he held I up put the it other, down yeah, yeah. he held up the other side and that was it and we put it back and I said like let's just do that and we sat there and like you know we're just talking about it and you know I wrote I wrote a post saying like if if it don't sit right with your moral compass, mm. then mm. don't panic. The world will still be spinning tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? You can go back to business, exactly do whatever, and if you get the um at lunch break, they'll slag us off. Whatever. Like, not bothered. I've exactly. gone fishing with me. With yeah. Port, like, the most, you know, I could get run over by a bus tomorrow. Yeah, mate. But, like, you know, I've enjoyed that moment. We've caught one of the biggest fish I've ever, well, the biggest fish I've ever seen on the bank. Mm. You know, as well as Tom. Like, Tom's not done a massive, you know, he is OX29 through and through, isn't he? Yeah, so, like, yeah. he has not done a massive amount of fishing abroad. Mm. Um, and it's just a huge, huge fish. So we just enjoyed the moment together. We put it Mate, back. Fair play to and you. For, yeah. for the period, and I'm glad I let you carry on with your, <coughs> with this £80 story because, you know, what, what was it, 82 I can't remember it was 82 something, but to be honest, See, as soon no, as it no, again, the plan. weight doesn't make yeah, a difference. Like, you know, it's it just a colossal just, creature. Yeah, it was just a nice moment in fishing. No different to fishing with Trev and, mm. and winning the British Championships or. You know, me going to Bluebell and catching a nine on fifty pounder on yeah. my Jack Jones this year. Mm. You know, like it's 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 just one of them. It's just fishing. Yeah. Like, chill out. It is, like nothing's gonna change. So like, <laughs> you know, just go fishing. You're supposed to you're supposed to go fishing to enjoy you know, to get away from all the stresses of work and day to day run ins and all of that. And exactly. That's that. what it should be and like mm. You know, if it done and it winds you up and you want to go and punch someone in the head or like kick off or whatever, then like get out of it, do something else. <laughs> like, just, just calm yourself before you break yourself. <laughs> Wicked, mate. I but I'm I'm glad I let you um, do that story because I again I, I I'm you know I know the real reasoning behind that story as well, and I'm glad that you've got it across to probably a lot of people that have seen that photo and. Um, and said the same as what I said to you at the very start, obviously, that it doesn't count. When, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <Does> it? <laughs> <Bothered>. <laughs> Cheers for coming on the podcast, Mark. Cheers. You're a legend. <laughs>